0: Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of Conversations About Running with the Kenya Experience team. I'm Gavin Smith and I'm joined again by my colleagues Hugo Vandenbroek and Callum Jones. Hello.
1: Hey guys. Hey. Hey guys. How are you both getting on?
0: Yeah, okay, thank you. How are you?
1: Yeah, not too bad. I was—I um, spent most of the morning trying to find out when these new um, Nike middle distance spikes are coming out because I've seen loads of—I've uh, <laughs> seen loads of people posting photos of them on Instagram and I've seen them popping they, they, up in various ways.
0: Very, very cool, don't they?
1: Yeah. So I've been trying to figure out if, it, if I might be able to get them this season or if I'm going to have to wait. So, um,
0: I—I—I I, I think you know I'm a bit of a shoe geek, so I kind of keep up to date with this kind of stuff as much as I can. Yeah. I think I think they're having problems with production. Oh, of right. all of these shoes because uh, Alpha Flies are supposed to be out by now and they've had extremely limited release. Mm. Um, even Vapor Flies are hard to get hold of. Uh, yeah, and then the new Spikes, I, I think it's the same. They've been been—they've been released in very, uh, very um, yeah, exclusive quite... markets, like yeah. they've been released in Japan and possibly in um, Indonesia or somewhere. But yeah, they don't seem to have hit and, and, unless unless you're on a contract with Nike, I don't think you're getting hold of them any particular
1: time soon mm, yeah they're, they're kind of being drip fed in i can just see yeah photos. for sure
0: because the the, the the sprint ones made it onto the nike website very recently right, uh, already okay. a, 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 um a, a, the olympic colorway of one of the one of the sprint types made it on um yep. but no the, the distance the distance ones haven't uh yeah. haven't made it yet yeah mm. Hugo, guys, this all boring conversation for you, or are you still? No,
2: uh, I, I'm, <clears throat> I'm very interested actually, and in this, uh, I don't know. It, 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 these are the kind of things that really pass me here in Kenya. I, I'm not really um, aware of anything uh, like that going on, um, but it's interesting to hear for sure.
0: Which, which ones do you like, Callum? The ones with all the X foam, or the yeah. ones with the, the, the the plate, like the. The, the weird looking ones that look like they've got like an airbag at the front
1: oh yeah the, yeah those ones they're, they're the ones i've had my eye on <laughs> um <laughs> I, I quite like spikes that kind of have a bit more like something to them like they feel cut quite stiff um and they look they look uh, to be up my street i think mm. um annoyingly i bought i bought four pairs of adidas um i can't remember the name of them adidas spikes about three four years pairs I bought four pairs for something pairs.
0: that lasts years
1: Oh, yeah, but they were on offer. They were like forty quid a pair. Huh. I thought, and I really liked them, so I bought them, thinking, "Oh yeah, I'll just wear these forever." And then obviously, something new comes out, and oh, I want that. yeah, yeah, that's the problem. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, the problem
0: when you stock up on something,
1: isn't
0: it? Yeah. Um, okay. So Hugo, what's going on with you? Um. Well,
2: the the same uh, thing as, as as you know, in the last few months, uh, I've been uh just basically at home uh, with my family. Um. Yeah. Sometimes do a few things outside the house uh we we have some land here which had to be fenced so it's just small jobs but apart from that i always spend uh, about four or five hours a day just uh reading and making programs and stuff on my computer so um yeah and but it's fun it's fun i i, I you know swap time between my family and uh working and um
0: yeah both both are nice things to do so yeah no, i think that's, right. that sounds like a nice way to, to spend the day and if uh Anyone who knows where Hugo lives will know that just sitting on the computer for four or five hours a day is probably pretty easy to do in uh, in that location. Um, <laughs> yeah, for yeah. Yeah, yeah. So well, anyone who's seen Hugo's house or Hugo's uh, guest house, which is available for anyone to come and stay at, is oh, what p- potential I don't know. It's got to be one of the one of the best views in the world.
2: Yeah, thank you. I think that's 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 true. I, I'm I'm looking at it right now, so it's um, yeah, but the. If I look at the neighbors uh, on the other side, that's probably fifty kilometers away on the other side of the valley. <laughs> so that's uh, that's fun. Oh so, yeah, <laughs> so
0: you're you you're overlooking your neigh na- you're overlooking your neighbor's garden fifty kilometers away <laughs> on the other side of the Great Rift Valley.
2: Yeah, 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 exactly. So um, yeah, it, it is for <laughs> sure a pretty relaxing um, environment to work. And and I also feel like as a coach, you know, it's um, I don't know. I, I I feel like it helps me a lot in um, you know guiding my athletes and coaching my athletes and making training programs just to live in nature, you know? And I feel like it, yeah. it helps to, to relax and, and to think in a proper way.
0: I think, I think there's, there's actually quite a lot of science behind that, um, just That's in good. terms of how good it makes you feel just to spend time in, in yeah, as you say, in nature, in the outdoors. Yeah, they, yeah. they um, spoke about wait. it
1: in the, in the book, Peak Performance, Hugo. I, I think you've read that book, haven't you?
0: Yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah.
1: They spoke about Which
2: this. one's that? Is that Alex Hutchins? uh, uh performance is uh steve magnus and uh, oh, magnus
0: okay
1: yeah and they um they spoke about that exact effect i think about being in nature i can't remember exactly what they said but yeah I've, yeah i read that book and I've, I've heard that also
2: that it uh there seems yeah. to be some good effect but i don't know exactly what it does but i personally uh, feel that yeah
0: yeah sure. it, it, it always comes up whenever i'm reading or learning anything about sort of psychology or Uh, it's just general mindset and meditation and things like that it's 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 always something that keeps being mentioned even if it isn't the main the main theme it's just Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. again i I don't know what it is that's behind it but it's yeah just something that just makes you feel good at i mean i guess it's kind of obvious that's that's where we come from but that's like buildings although it's so normal now it's actually a very recent thing in terms of in terms of human history
2: yeah of course concrete buildings
0: are really quite recent
2: like our bodies yeah. and minds, basically, we are still uh, not very different from 500 years ago or something.
0: I think more than that. I think sort of 5 million years ago.
2: Yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, 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 maybe. <clears throat> it's,
0: yeah. Taken, it's taken a long time for this, this brain to develop.
2: Yeah. Yeah, well, for sure, for sure. Speak, yeah. speak and, uh, by the way, I, I do have a question. Uh, <laughs> about what You guys were just discussing about the shoes, right? Because I don't have any experience with uh, Vaporfly or Alphafly or any of the newer type of uh, carbon shoes. Um, but I've heard some people say that uh, it actually changes your running form. Uh, and some people say they have to do some new exercises to be able to to run that way um, without uh, risking injury. Uh, some people say yeah. we get some pain in funny places um, because it so, alters your running form. So yeah, what's your take on yeah, that?
0: Well, I've, I've got a couple of things to, to say on that. First of all, I just recently I heard from one of the guys I train with uh, from a physio who he's been speaking to. So sort of a, 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 quite a high level physio who works with, who works with athletes. And he, he is seeing that he is, he thinks it's dangerous for um, people to be training, to, to be training too much in these shoes and that they should be saved for racing. Um, right. And his, right. he, he, I don't think he was directly speaking about biomechanics, but he's just speaking about how the shoe does so much of the work that your foot used to do. And he's just seeing a lot of people coming to him who's yeah, maybe lost strength in the foot that they used to have. And, um, makes yeah, sense. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I hadn't really considered it until because I, I feel great when I run on them and I feel like my biomechanics are good. Um, when I, when I use the vapor flies, uh, so right. having come back from the injury, I actually put them on for the first time earlier this week just to do strides at the end of the run. So I've, I've been doing, I've been back doing strides after runs for a while now, but it was the first time I put my racing shoes on. Um, and it just felt bizarre. Like all all I did was eight times, 100 meters up and down, up and down the street. Right. Um, but I, I was thinking I, this is so different to, to normal running. This is going to take some getting used to. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I hadn't really considered that until just this week, but I, I, I couldn't say, I, I don't think I'd go as far as to say, yeah, it's a negative, um, but it's different. I, I don't know if it's good, different or bad different, but yeah, having now not running them for mm-hmm. probably for, 15, 16 weeks, um, then putting them on for the first time in 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 yeah, in four months, it, it is definitely different.
2: Right, right. Yeah, it and I've heard right. that you shouldn't really run easy on them because it's a shoe that's kind of meant to go fast,
0: you know? Uh, they feel awful going slow. Absolutely yeah, I, awful. I, even, I, even like doing a fartlek in them is strange because when you slow down to the recovery section, even if you're still moving at a moderate pace, yeah, they feel... Yeah,
1: yeah just, I, I, just I horrible. Always, I almost immediately sent them back when I first got them because the first thing I did was just I just wanted to like try them out, check they were you know fit right and everything. So I just went for a little easy jog in them, and I thought, (laughs) man, these this has not lived up to the hype I've read about these shoes. (laughs) This feels terrible. They they feel
0: awful to go slow because they're so soft
1: and just so soft. But as soon as you run
0: fast, yeah, they yeah, then I mean to me they're not they don't feel anything like that when you run fast. They just feel yeah better, yeah, better. Luckily, better. At the, end, better
1: at the at the end of the easy run that I tried them out for, I did a few strides and then suddenly I was like whoa, whoa, whoa. it's like a completely <laughs> there it is yeah when you do when you run fast, it's just a different shoe um mm. which is strange i'm not really sure I'm not really sure how the the science behind it uh backs that up, but yeah it's a strange feeling
2: well it 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 does make some sense of course if i mean if the shoe kind of puts you in a position where you are maybe Leaning forward and and kind of uh, you know uh, yeah helping you to to um, uh, yeah be in, uh, in in the right position uh, yeah uh, when you're running at high speed that's different from when you're running slowly
1: you know yeah. when you're running
2: uh, slower you you know the whole coordination is a little bit different compared to when you're running uh, you know twenty k per hour or what's that per mile but um eh, let's say uh, sub five minutes per mile um, so I can... I,
0: I, I can wear them. Anything I can feel good in them. Anything sort of five thirty per mile and faster, which for me is sort of race pace plus up to sort of thirty seconds right. per mile. Yeah. Anything yeah. slower than that, and I'd choose a, a trainer or like a, a yeah, like a lightweight trainer instead of instead of those. Yeah, and I would if, agree with if, that. If,
2: uh, Gavin, if you would um, run a five k race on the track, would you yeah. use spikes or? Uh, it,
0: no, uh, uh, bear in mind that I haven't raced on the track in over a decade. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, but I, I was potentially going to give it a go this summer um, if, if things had panned out differently.
1: I think I... initially
0: initially I'd wear a Vaporfly and then maybe I'd test out a pair of Spikes. But I think I'd have to buy a pair of Spikes just to test whether I like them or not. I'm pretty sure I'm pretty... I wouldn't race anything below a 5k anyway, so I'm fairly confident that I'd use um, a Vaporfly.
1: I didn't get on with them that well on the track when I used them, even though, even for um, something not that fast. I think one of the sessions I did recently, I did a, a 3k tempo before some faster reps, and the tempo was I think maybe like just over 3 minutes per k, maybe like 3 or 5 per k. Um, yeah, it was
2: a and bit faster.
1: Yeah. yeah and and I, uh, I, and I, get on with them that well i thought even at that speed which i would love to run on uh, using the shoes on the road if i was running that pace on the road i would definitely choose those shoes but on the track i just yes i think it was something to do with the softness of the track combined mm. with the softness of the shoe just didn't do you, do you think
0: do you think there's something in that that you're very used to running in spikes
1: yeah quite possibly i as soon as i step on the track i'm used to that like kind of aggressive feel but it, um, it, it does make sense, of course. Like
2: synthetic uh, tracks are made uh, for spikes, so I think they have some kind of well. It's not it, it's not a spring, but there is some kind of uh, uh, yeah. what's the right word? Um, you know, Energy you bounce return. a little bit on a track. It's not yeah. it's not like um, uh, like a concrete, right? Mm. So if you combine that with with a lot of spring kind of in your shoe, I can imagine that it's uh, yeah, it doesn't always work for everyone.
1: Yeah, it
0: doesn't so quite match up. Yeah, I, I've done workouts on the track in them and felt good, and I think I've run. I mean, f- f- for me, almost flat out. I've done four. I've done. I remember I finished a session in sort of sixty-three, um, which for me, I've, I I don't really ever run any faster than that. Um, mm-hmm. And that was in that was in them, and yeah, I'd, I remember it feeling really good, but I don't really have anything to compare it to.
2: Right, right. Yeah, yeah. That, that's another thing, of course. For Callum, he used to run on spikes, so.
0: Another Mm -hmm. thing, if you have
2: time for this now, I don't know, but... um, Yeah, let keep
0: going. Yeah, it's good.
2: Sure, sure. So um, I was wondering if if those shoes, um, not just the Vaporfly, but the whole evolution in shoes is going to change the way we train. Uh, And the reason I'm wondering is because I hear from some marathon runners that when they use uh, the newer shoes... Um, that they have less uh, muscle pain um, or just mm. less soreness, less uh, damage uh, in their legs. So what? they do uh, like a 40K progressive run uh, and the next day they say, oh, I don't really feel it. I can go again morning and
0: evening, you know? Yeah, so, See, that, that is the exact uh, explanation that I have for, not explanation, that's the exact experience that I have with them that, that that is that is where the benefit comes from. So, it's, but But not only in terms of how you feel the next day, but how you feel, say, seven miles into a ten mile tempo run. Right. Um, so so my experience isn't necessarily that they make you faster per se. They allow you to go faster because the impact on your legs is reduced. Right,
2: right. So you're, right, you're so just you would...
0: you're just dealing with less, yeah, less of that.
2: Yeah, yeah. So there's let's there's, kind now of, there's,
0: there's, there's bend- two pa- there's two types of pain, I think, when you're when you're training hard in distance running or when you're racing. There's the there's the gradual fatigue, but then there's also just the muscular pounding.
2: Yeah, yeah, of
0: course. Um, and, then, and that muscular pounding is definitely reduced in, in these types of shoes.
2: Yeah, and it, uh, I mean, we know, of course, that um, if you run a 10-mile race, for instance, then after seven or eight miles, your um, let's say your running economy is not the same as in the beginning. You know, you're starting to right. use more oxygen at the same speed because you just become less efficient. Your coordination changes a bit, and uh, as a result of tiredness, and and partially that has to do with the buildup of, um, you know, uh, how do you say, waste products. But uh, definitely, partially, it has to do also with um, with the muscle damage that we have. So on on a microscopic level, our muscles get get like tears, right, like minuscule tears. And of course, that it makes sense that it makes you a bit less, um, uh, let's say, efficient or economical. And and if, if that can be reduced, you know, and, and, and you can run with the same efficiency and running economy at the end of your race, uh, that's going to make a difference.
1: Yeah. I, I guess it's kind of similar to how like swimmers and cyclists are able to do a lot more training mm. than runners just because they have, well, their sport doesn't involve nearly as much impact. Um, yeah. So yeah, yeah, I guess we're, we're reducing that impact. I was yeah, going to say, that's... for me, that's kind of, that's kind of a bad thing because I've always really liked the fact that running, you can kind of you can do a really good quality hard session and be completely done with it, it within forty five minutes. You can be out, done session, and back. And now I, I don't know in, in five years time, everyone's going to be doing three hour hard workouts because there's no impact.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, just, I, I guess you don't know which direction or how far it can eventually go, but I, I, yeah. I'd Again, my experience and some of the people that I train with is that's still so, so far removed from where we are now. So for, for me, as a runner who has traditionally always struggled to stay healthy, um, I'm just finding that it maybe allows me to feel better uh, the day after a tempo run. Um, and yeah. therefore, I can just recover a little bit easier to handle the training that I already want to do. In my situation, it's not a case of, right, now I've got these shoes. I can do more than I was originally planning to. It just gives me a little bit more confidence to actually think, you know what, I can handle this. I can do a 10-mile tempo run um, on the road without it destroying me. Um, Rather than, oh, right, yeah, now I can do more or now I can do faster. Um, It's rather a case of it's just enabling me to do what we kind of already had planned.
1: Mm. Uh, Yeah, yeah, which is vastly
0: different to go, oh, yeah, right. Now we're going to do a track session morning and night and then another one tomorrow.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But yeah, yeah, I
0: mean, it may, maybe that is the case for for other people. Yeah. Yeah, There's still, there's still something in it. Then again, it came up amongst my training partners uh, just very recently as then is using them in training a positive or a negative. Like, are you, are you negating the potential benefit you get by essentially by making training easier? are you negating some of the benefit that you get from training or yeah. do you just, uh, cause, uh, cause like I said, I'm not trying to train harder because of it. I'm just trying to essentially that is it. I'm, I'm trying to make training a little bit easier. Yeah. I've, that had that same,
1: I've had the same thought. I almost feel like I'm not, not cheating, but like I'm purposely making training easier mm. for myself when the whole time we try, we strive to make training challenging and, you know, and now I've just put on a pair of shoes that I know, makes it more comfortable and makes it a little bit easier yeah i, I know what you mean it's kind of it's a little think, bit,
2: um, yeah it's it's a hard question i think m- my first instinct would say <clears throat> that you know with training you want training to be hard at least a certain level of of effort should be there so that you you really stress your body you are damage your body basically and 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 that leads to um Uh, I mean, finally that leads to changes in the, in in the muscles uh, on the cells, uh, cellular level, for instance, uh, uh, leads to adaptations. And now when, if, if we don't damage our body so much, uh, there will be less uh, adaptation. That, that makes sense. Mm. So of course we, uh, when you think about world-class athletes and, and let's say now I have a group, I'm, I'm coaching uh, Bekele and, and I used to give him uh, a 35 day progressive run. And, uh, now I still do that, and and he runs it maybe one or two minutes faster because of the shoe. But he also doesn't really feel it the next day. Um, then I will probably, I might not, I may not make the uh, the the thirty five k longer, but I might uh, give uh, another session quicker because he may not need uh, three easy days to recover, but maybe two easy days.
0: Hmm.
2: Yeah. Um, so I think that the main point is in the end that the if the shoe changes. Um, what we what our body feels uh, then it changes our adaptation then we also have to change the training in the end I mean it doesn't necessarily mean that you individually have to change your training because maybe you were doing certain sessions that were kind of too hard for you and now you can actually Mm. do that but then you're then you're right on the spot but for uh, a lot of athletes I think um, if they had a right uh, balance between stress and recovery uh, hard workouts and easy runs then something uh, will have to be added and whether it's more mileage on the easy runs or uh, maybe three workouts a week instead of two workouts um, or longer workouts I'm not sure this is what coaches and athletes all have to find out in the coming you know five years or something but uh, definitely i mean something has to change to, in order to uh, you know to to find the right balance again.
0: So where, where where do you each of you stand? Sort of more on a I don't know what the word for it is a philosophical point of view. That may not be the right word for it, but uh, almost moral. Yeah, like, yeah. Because there's two there's two there's two things we've discussed now here. Sort of the the performance benefits of it, and they're almost it's almost well not almost it's accepted. Um, but where do you stand on then? Is that good or bad? Because because there yeah. is definitely conflicting opinion as to then just straight up. Is it, mm. yeah. Is, is this a positive or a negative thing that people are faster purely because they have better footwear?
1: Yeah. I, start, yeah. I was going to say, I've seen a lot of, um, a lot of conversations from like, from old timers whose records are being broken and things like that <laughs> as a result of, as a result of shoes. And I kind of get the frustration that, um, you know, you know, one athlete may not be better than another athlete. They may just have better shoes. Um, it, it almost feels to me like there needs to be a new, kind of almost a new beginning now that we've started with this shoe technology. I feel like shoes up until this point have progressed in a, like, very marginally between...
0: Yeah, sure. It's, you know, it's almost yeah. whether they've made them look... Uh, this year's shoes a nicer color than last
1: year yeah, is about exactly. this, this bigger difference yeah it? i feel like if you compare a trainer from the 90s to a trainer in 2015 yeah. the performance benefits aren't that noticeable like obviously yeah, they're sure. a bit better a bit better cushioning or whatever but but there's been a huge step up between the between sort of 2015 2016 and the new technology now It maybe feels you, like we need do just you think some a, people
0: do you think some people though are are overplaying people who I would say people who aren 't running in these shoes are overplaying how much difference they make because i've seen one post on Facebook of someone who was saying that his thirty one uh, the reason I remember it is because the, the example he gave was very similar to my p b and he said that a thirty one flat ten k in just like a normal racing shoe is the same as a twenty nine thirty in a vapor fly <laughs> and I've I've run ten k's in and around thirty one zero something in both types of shoes, and yeah. I do not think there's a ninety second advantage.
1: Yeah, no, I, th- I think people between one and the other. People are getting confused between four percent advantage, four percent improvement, and four percent right, yeah, improvement sure. in running economy. Uh, yeah
0: which is also an average on the people that they happen to study like it may be your your running economy might change anywhere from zero to say seven or eight percent
1: yeah exactly so hugo this might be what what if if someone says okay this improves your running economy by four percent does that improve to uh, sorry does that translate to four percent improvement or like what what's the what's the deal there I think I think they said it's about two to two and a half percent, if generally speaking,
2: if there's four percent improvement in running economy. But it's also true, as you point out, there are differences uh, per person. And I have a bit of a bit the impression that the more, let's say, a little bit the, the stockier, the heavier runners, more more like the muscular type, the working horses, that they might benefit a little bit more. Then the lighter athletes who maybe uh, used to run already in a kind of bouncy way, I don't know if you understand yeah. what I mean. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's my feeling that there's kind of a difference. I think I would probably not benefit uh, that much because I'm I'm light and I was always very bouncy in my running. Uh, for me, the big advantage would be, and and that's what I actually really like with those shoes is, um, you know, when I was running marathons um my calves would be destroyed after a marathon and, and mm-hmm. even after hard marathon sessions and i was not the only one there were like at that time when i was at my peak uh, many of the dutch uh, top marathon runners had to had, sur- had to have surgery on their heels because um of the effect of you know marathon running like our calves would tighten up so much and that would pull the Achilles and the Achilles would then pull the bone so the bone would start to grow at the heel so,
0: so I, I i've had that same surgery that you're talking about on both my heels and, and i know l- numerous other runners who've also had it I, right it's never really occurred to me that it could have been it, well it's never been explained to me how that bone growth on the back of my heel happened and yeah i've never considered that it might have been something as simple as the the impact of running and the effect it has on my calves
2: i think that's what it is that makes most sense to me and that's uh, you know i spoke with um The doctor who treated me, was uh, in in the Netherlands, a specialist who treated all the the, the uh, Dutch uh, running top and also other um, elite athletes. And um, yeah, he said basically what it comes down to is that your Achilles pulls very hard on the bone. And and the Achilles wouldn't break that quickly, but the bone starts to protect itself and it starts to grow. So more and more uh, bone tissue or how do you call it, (laughs) uh,
1: starts Um... to grow
2: there. Uh, and, and, and why does the Achilles pull so hard? Well, that, is, uh, that mostly happens uh, when it's uh, the uh, Achilles and, of course, the calf that is attached to, to the Achilles are under stress. So in, in my case, especially after really hard marathon sessions and after marathon itself, where I would run on, you know, in, as you know, of course, uh, until several years ago, it was all like racing shoes had to be flat, completely mm. flat. You had to have like contact with the ground. You didn't want any cushion because the cushion was going to take away from your speed because it was going to absorb some of the energy. So it all had I to think be it super was just
0: flat. considered heavy as well.
2: That's another thing. It had to be, it was considered heavy. Um, that That's one thing. And and the other thing was also like the soles had to be hard because yeah, they, they said, you know, you have to have hard impact on the ground so that all your energy goes into you know, moving forward. So, um, yeah, I ran with those shoes, and 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 yeah, I had those three surgeries. That I feel like, if if young young marathon runners now have better shoes that don't give them those complaints, okay, maybe they will get other complaints. I'm not sure about that. That that's mm. the future has to show that. But uh, but uh, at least you know, I'm I'm happy that will help them. But yeah,
0: um, no, that's really interesting because that 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 is an injury that's um, surprisingly common. Yeah. Um, yeah, ha- ha- Hagland's Hagland's deformity. We're talking about as I sense to Callum, it's called Hagland's deformity. I'm not sure if we've yeah. spoken about it before. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I've heard of that one. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: Uh, so Hugo, do yeah, you, do you, if you see someone who say runs a marathon in two ten or two eleven in Vaporflies or alpha flies, do you think like, damn, I, you know, I would have beaten them if I had those shoes? Do, do you know what I mean? Do you compare yourself to um I'm
2: personally not, uh, not busy with that I'm not busy <laughs> thinking about it but of course I you know sometimes I think like oh you know <laughs> if I had, had shoes like that in, in 2004, 2009, 2010 you know when I had my best performances I I could probably have run faster maybe 211, to 10. but at the same time it wouldn't tell me that much because I, I know what I've done in my career and how much I have improved and then if I could have run with another shoe and run faster, I mean, it doesn't help me, right? So, yeah, yeah I could have had a faster time, but then other people would have had the same shoes. So, in the end, it would still be the same kind of performance. So, of course, now, that, like you said, if now other people come and maybe with less talent or less work ethic, less focus, maybe guys who would normally run at 214 and then now with the new shoes run 211. I'm okay with that, you know. I and I'm not comparing like, okay, they're better than me, but actually they're not better. No, no, I mean, <laughs> that's that's fine. Let them I th- run. I think, that. I think
0: we're just, we I think this a- is just an in, an inflection point in the world of running where you just, we're just going to have to go through this period of of change. Yeah. Um, and and like, like nobody compares whether, I mean, they do, but only for fun. But so no, nobody compares whether Elgar Rouge is a better miler than Walker because they just ran in different eras and they were both right. the best in their right. time. So I, th- I think that will happen here as well. It's just that because we're right in the midst of it right now there's a lot of comparison, but I think in time, yeah, like you say it will just become 210 will just be considered what 212 used to be or you know or whatever those right. numbers are and it, and yeah, it yeah. won't be a big deal. That's
2: true and that's it and it's just like uh, you know I I used to follow ice skating a lot because if you may know in the Netherlands, that's our, our national sport, you know. So um, the, the ice skating where they go like 5K, 10K on, the, mm-hmm. on an ice track, right? So at one point, they developed a new type of ice skate called a slab skate. Uh, it was actually developed uh, uh, at the um, Faculty of Human Movement Science uh, during the time when I was studying there between 94 and 2000 in the Netherlands. So it was all like secretly, of course, because they first wanted to, the Dutch, of course, to, to get those new skates, mm-hmm. just like now with Nike, right? Yeah. And there wasn't as much money involved as, uh, as now in the running world and with Nike and all that. But yeah, it was kind of a secret thing, you know? They were working on this new type of ice skate and then the Dutch started cycling on them and they broke, all, I mean, they were always breaking records, but then, the I mean, records were just smashed, you know? And then other people started wearing those ice skates, the new slap skate, but they couldn't cycle on them because it needs a different technique, right? That's hmm. suddenly, um, yeah, I don't know if you can imagine a skate, but the, the main thing was that in the beginning uh, until, you know, 2000 or something, those ice skates had a metal blade that was just fixed on the shoe. And then later they, they put like an, um, how do you call it, an inch in it? Like you could, the, 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 heel, of, the heel could, uh, was loose from the, the metal blade.
1: Okay. Yeah. yeah
2: so range, yeah. completely stretch your leg backwards uh, while the the metal yeah, was yeah, still. Yeah, on yeah.
0: the Like yeah. uh, like like cross country skis are. Yeah. Like, exactly. The, the heel isn't attached to the exactly. To
2: the back of the exactly. So that's what I did, and people just started smashing records, and there was a whole discussion. Of course, is this allowed or not allowed? Finally, they said, look, this is just the new era of I- the new era of ice skating, and. Uh, records from after, they were not compared with the records from before. I mean, if someone was cycling, I don't know uh, those what they used to cycle, but let's say around 14 minutes on a 10K, and now they did 1330 with a slap skate, yeah, there was a different record with a different skate, you know, so um, yeah, that's it. And, so and, and
0: I think also part of the reason why people had a really hard time accepting it was because... Uh, initially there was only one, like one company had absolutely cornered the market. Right. Um, so, I mean, as, as an amateur that doesn't really make, uh, I, I felt that doesn't really make any difference, but I, I heard a lot of arguments that that was making it an unfair playing field in the professional world um, because, yeah, yeah, simply some <clears throat> athletes had access to better, better equipment than others. I mean, again, I, I took a slightly different opinion there and go into that in a second but yeah it feels like i mean yeah what do you what do you think now like that 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 almost that seems like that isn't such a big deal now that there are five six seven eight companies who who all have at least the chance to make this type of shoe
2: that's true but i i do feel like this whole um let's say the last four years uh when looking back now how everything went i think it has really uh, revealed or like showed to everyone how, um, yeah, how did you say how powerful Nike is, uh, mm-hmm. in, in the athletics world and how the athletics federation is willing to bend the rules mm. to uh, their biggest sponsor or one of their
0: biggest sponsors? And yeah, are, are you're you referring sort of to how the Alpha Fly magically fits exactly into the new. <laughs> Yeah, the, how the, the help of life fits the regulation.
2: new regulations and new rules, but also how athletes were allowed to win Olympic games or world championships or run records on shoes that were, um, yeah, well, yeah, they were clearly much better than other shoes, uh, and and there was no regulation. They kind of accepted that, and and I'm sure if it was a very small company that came with this magic shoe. Um, uh, you know, probably they would have said, "Hey, we, we have to disqualify this athlete because this shoe is not available for everyone." And and I think because Nike has such a, I don't know how you how you <coughs> say it in English, but in the in Dutch we say a big finger in in, 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 the,
0: in the in the pub in the, uh, well,
2: <laughs> in the what are <laughs> in, in the pub? What we say? <laughs> I don't this expression in English. Like,
0: uh, uh, yeah, I, mean, I guess we'd just say they're corrupt.
2: <laughs> so no, no, honest. no. I don't mean really corrupt. I mean like they have, they just have a lot to say. So the oh, idea okay. yeah, to, just,
0: just a big influence
2: to be to be independent. And uh, but I think they are partially controlled by Nike. And and I and I, I found it a little bit shocking how Callum, can you just um, I mean, uh,
0: can you just put a, a flag at this point in the um. In in the podcast, just to say, we need to consult with some lawyers before we uh, put this out live. Yeah. We have officially, just had Hugo say that the IWF are in the pocket of Nike.
1: Yeah, <laughs>
2: corrupt. <laughs> well, I I wouldn't say they're corrupt, but I think they are definitely um um yeah, you know, all partially controlled by Nike. I I, I, I think, think if, uh, if if we
0: if we ever got sued by Nike, I'd claim that I've already paid them whatever they were claiming I'd say I've already look, look at my account of how much money I've spent on your website I've <laughs> I've already paid you more more than enough yeah <laughs> <laughs> I, I I agree with you fully Hugo they, they have far too much control um I just love their products I just think their products are so good um yeah I yeah, maybe yeah. I'm 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 the type of person who's perpetuating the problem because yeah if they bring out a better shoe I, I want it straight away
2: yeah, well, I, I can imagine, and I I have uh, mixed feelings about Nike in a way that I also love their products, and I really love that they spend you know millions of of dollars or euros on on uh, you know getting the best scientists to develop the best shoes. I I, I love that you know, uh, but it's hard for me uh, sometimes. Um, I I feel like their morals aren't correct, like they. Mm. I don't know, someone came out and said that one of the mottos of Nike is always do the right thing. And I think they have shown many times, uh, for instance, by by sponsoring some athletes that were uh, caught with drugs and then, yeah, you know, sure. finished their their uh, penalty and then uh, they were sponsored by Nike. Yeah. I think they... Yeah, like, they, like
0: Justin Gatlin just comes straight. Well, I'm, not, I'm not sure they even dropped him during his ban, did they? It was just...
2: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so... Yeah, it's and, not, it's and, not good. No, I I don't think they have a lot of morals as a company, um, and uh, yeah, that's a lot that that, that you see that a lot with a lot of big companies, of course. But I think that a company like Adidas or Adidas, you would say, um, um, I think they 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 do that a lot better when it comes to, well, let, let's say some social responsibility or or having like, uh, yeah, good showing good morals as a company. Um, so, um, yeah, I think uh, Nike in that way doesn't really uh, give a good example. Yeah, and
0: that, yeah well, I, well, I think another area relevant to this is that when, when Nike, Nike were the only company who had this type of shoe and people were saying, oh, it's unfair and you can see it's, it's obvious that they make so much difference because look how many Nike, Nike-sponsored runners are, are winning. <laughs> I think people also weren't taking into account and i will say this is a positive thing that, that, that the company are doing is that they sponsor so many more African runners than other uh, other companies do. So I think it's a little bit misleading because this is one of the arguments that my coach was using when he was really quite anti the shoes in the early days was, mm-hmm. well, look how much difference they're making, because the first five people across the line in every single marathon and Nike are, are wearing Nike. I thought, well, yeah, but they also sponsor – 20 or 30 times more athletes than, than the rest of the companies put together. So... Yeah, that's true. That's no true. matter and what and shoes the they other, wear it.
2: There is something to say for the fact that they have just invested, I don't know how much money, but we're talking about millions and millions uh, into developing a new shoe. So they, they want to be paid back for that in a way, you know, yeah, not just sure. uh, the other company saying, okay, thank you for all the work you've done. We're not going to copy your shoe. And, <laughs> you
0: know? Yeah. See, see, I, I also had... um. A view which see see what you guys think I think I've spoken about this with Callum before but I don't think I've spoken with you, about you Hugo. but it, it again I didn't get a whole lot of support support for this when I was talking to it amongst amongst sort of some of my training partners and and particularly my coach who who they thought that this was very much a case of it being unfair because some athletes have access to it so, so like you were saying Hugo like if it was a small company maybe the IWF would have would have said, no, this isn't allowed, but because it's Nike, it is allowed. See, my my view is slightly different in that if you sign a contract with a company and then that company don't provide you with as good equipment as another company, I think that's just tough luck. Like like you've voluntarily entered into that contract um because it has because you've deemed it to be a net positive thing for, for whatever reason, whether it's for the equipment that you get. For the support that you get, for the salary that you get, for for whatever reason you've voluntarily entered into a contract, um, and if that company then aren't able to provide you with as good as good equipment as another company, but you're contractually obliged to use the inferior equipment, I think that's just tough luck.
2: Yeah, that, that's like, a good. Personally,
0: point. I don't see that as unfair.
2: Yeah. <laughs> was, that's was, a good yeah. point.
0: But 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 what about
2: um, um, yeah, athletes like. Uh, I think I, I'm not 100% sure. So correct me if I'm wrong, but I think uh, Sifan Hassan one time came on uh, at the track race where she was attacking the world record on maybe it was the mile. And they said, the commentator said, Oh, she has the new prototype of Nike spike and it's not yet out. No one has it, but Sifan Hassan has it. And she's going to try it out during her world record attempt. That That's a different story. Then you come with shoes on the market uh, during uh, you know they could uh, any company could design a new shoe and, and give them to the athletes uh, you know secretly a month before the Olympic Games, and um, and then no one knows about it. So that's that's so a different. I I, thing. I
0: don't think I uh, I could be wrong here, but I don't think that's anything new here with this current progression of technology. I think elite athletes have always got the shoes before the before the masses.
2: Yeah, yeah, but at least you want. I mean, I agree um, with your point that if you sign a contract with a company and the company can't give you the best shoes, then you can say, "Okay, it's bad luck." You took the money, but at least you wanna like in this case. I mean, I, I now they have changed the rules, of course. So I think we're probably mm-hmm. okay now. But uh, I think there have been cases where athletes got uh, new shoes that you know um, other athletes never got a chance to even you know say, "Okay, I wanna." I stopped my contract I want to buy those new shoes because those new mm. shoes they they can give me um uh, two or three minutes advantage on the marathon you know what I mean so but what
0: so what what about the... We'll, we'll come back Callum to get your opinion on the original point yeah. but then what what about something like where an athlete has a custom made shoe or has custom insoles put in their shoe again I don't, I don't personally I don't really see how that's any different like you can say like oh athlete x had access to this new shoe before someone else but athlete y has got a custom-made insole that's specific exactly to them and no one's ever had an issue with that
2: well i, is, is I, that I not think not, i'm not sure if that's correct i think if you if you alter your shoes you you may have to take them for testing really? um for example i remember that we were running the european championships in barcelona in uh I think 2010 and then it was super hot, so one of the guys said hey i wanna i wanna cut a few okay, that's a bit different from a shoe, but still he wanted to to cut out a few parts of his singlet, his mm-hmm. running singlet to um you know so he could sweat better um so they had to or no no, no, I think he wanted yeah and to change the bit number also, but also the singlet and he had to they had to take it uh to a certain commission i think to um to you know hear if that was allowed." Um, so I don't think you can just alter a shoe, especially at that level where you are. You know, no, if but,
0: but you can, but you can have a custom orthotic in it.
2: Right, right, but you don't think that has to be sent for approval to the IWA? I
0: mean, I think you would know better than me because you've competed at the elite, the elite level. But I, I didn't think so. I thought, like, yeah, I mean, like, it's, it's common knowledge that Paula Radcliffe had custom insoles. It's common knowledge that. Mo Farah had custom insoles, like just for biomechanical reasons. But then, is is yeah, is that different to having? Because that's not available to everyone. That's not readily available to be able to sort of see a top scientist to get measured up in in a specialist lab. And
2: I'm I'm pretty sure that has to be uh, checked because I mean, uh, and then of course if it's just a a normal custom made insole, then it's fine, you know. But if we don't know what people have in their shoe and 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 there's a spring inside you know what i mean mm, yeah, <laughs> so um sure. so just like the way they test uh bicycles in 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 uh cycling races i think uh, i think um i mean you could probably run with it and no one knows but um probably officially if you alter your shoe or put an insole in it uh, at that level it's very possible that you need some kind of um, okay. uh, or I mean, if it's if it's just an insole, you probably you're probably okay. But uh, if any athlete would complain and then it has to be sent and they check it and you know they find out it's it's just a simple insole, then it, then you're fine. But if it's uh, you know if there's some technology inside, then uh, mm. of course it's. I, a I think
0: I think there's still there's still going to be a gray area in the middle between what's a a normal insole and what's unfair technology because the whole point of it is to change if you if you're having a inverted commas normal insult. the only reason you're doing it is because you think it improves your biomechanics whether that's for injury prevention or performance enhancement so that there's still going to be at some point you're going to cross the line between normal and not
1: normal
2: yeah yeah
1: yeah it's true. Yeah. Mm. okay calum yes what what did, what did you think no i agree with um what you said at the end there gavin that it's just such a it's so hard to find a place to draw a line because it's almost it's just so unique to individual circumstances that you can't just say right this is fine and this isn't you know there has to be kind of well there is just such a huge grey area it's impossible to kind of say right one thing is allowed and one thing is not allowed
0: um, I mean I guess they they have now gone as far as said this is the line so, yeah, I guess you know so, obviously yeah. said you, you, you have um, it is open for debate as to whether that line was drawn in a in a, in a fair yeah. place or not or, or whether it favored certain companies over others but um yeah I, they, they have now drawn a line let's see whether it gets changed and what people come up with to stay
1: yeah.
0: within that line
1: yeah what is it it's 14 and, and, it's 14. and
0: whether these other shoes are good because say, we yeah. haven't really I, I haven't run any others i don't know if you have have you tried the, any of the other
1: other no, I've um I think I mentioned in one of our last podcasts i I put it on my foot but I haven't ran in it or mm. I just the, the socony one yeah the socony um endorphin I just I, I put it on and walked around the office <laughs> um but,
0: Dan Studley should be promoted because he yeah. was singing its praises the other day saying it's way better than the alpha Fly.
1: yeah I've seen lots of uh, lots of good posts from Dan lately actually I was giving him a pause <laughs> thanks Dan You're doing his job so, yeah, all uh,
0: all, all, all six of Dan's uh, Instagram followers now think the shoes are great.
1: <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah. No, I've, I think I'm, like...
0: I'm, I'm, I'm playing golf with him tomorrow, so I won't mention that. And I'll see if he, uh, I'll, I'll find out whether he listens to our podcast or not to yeah. see whether he, uh, whether he calls calls me out on this.
1: <laughs> uh, um, yeah, no, I think uh, I think it's definitely going to be interesting now that other companies are starting to catch up a little bit. Yeah, I think it will. Uh yeah an interesting few months
0: mm. it's difficult because one of my well just let me think two so so if you think that they're generally considered to be more of a long distance shoe um
1: yeah.
0: the only pb i've run in a carbon fiber shoe so far is my mm-hmm. 5k pb and my 10k pb still stands from before and my half marathon pb still stands from before
1: right so yeah i've yeah, but, but think... on the other
0: hand I, I i'll be surprised if i haven't got something better to come with with the carbon fiber shoes but yeah at yeah. the moment i'm at the moment yeah my best races are still still with a normal
1: shoe yeah you you definitely <laughs> fit the category of what hugo was talking about last time though you're quite light and springy for me they for me they make a huge difference like i i can't i can't comprehend running as fast in a normal shoe over 10k as i would in a in a not not even yeah, not even
0: quite. You you're, you think, you're not exactly yeah, I suppose you're sort of more muscular, aren't you like more you're a bit more stocky than I am. yeah
1: like I, I, yeah, I just I'm don't. built a
0: little bit more like Hugo sort of quite quite light on my feet and
1: yeah, um,
2: yeah, and I think it's also partly the it's also the running style, uh, like um Callum said you might be a little bit more bouncy than uh, than he is, so yeah, <clears throat> I don't know i my my idea is just that that those runners that. Typically, tend to get a lot of um, how do you say a lot of uh, energy from their elastic energy return. So those who tend to use their Achilles in such a way that you know um, yeah they get a lot of benefits uh, from it and from their elastic energy return um, that they they might not as benefit as much uh, from from the new shoes um, as those who. Are maybe uh, yeah a little bit less reactive to the ground.
1: Yeah, so, I'm know, not you, sure
2: if Gallum falls in that category. I wouldn't immediately say so, but um, yeah, yeah. But that's yeah. my that's
1: my feeling at least. Yeah, you said your um, one of your athletes you coach was it Murley? He um, uh-huh. he's quite like a, a bit of a workhorse. You said he's quite you know he has to like force his runs quite hard. Do you think he yeah. he run in? Um, he
2: He, he never never ran in the he never ran in the faberfly or anything like that
1: um
2: he he was going to because we uh, he was training here and he was he was in super shape in in march and he was supposed to run a half marathon and i actually uh texted to uh the guys of global sports uh that i work with of course i i told them hey guys uh moorley is going to attack the national record and i think He's in a shape of uh, running 63 and a half or 63 low uh, with normal shoes. But if you guys can get him the vapor flies, I mean, that would be amazing. Then I think he will he will smash the record. Yeah. But it um, never happened because uh, of Corona. And then, uh, you know, his flight was canceled and all that. So he yeah. just stayed here, in here. But um, yeah, I, I, I do think that a runner like him would benefit a lot from shoes like that on a longer distance.
1: Yeah, interesting. Yeah.
0: Uh, which, which ones are you going to try going forward, Callum? Or are you uh, not, nothing in the
1: what? You, what shoe shoe wise, you mean?
0: Yeah, is there anything that you've got your eye on?
1: Uh, I want to I want to get my hands on a on the Socony pair. I want to run and yeah. try them out, give them a go. Um, yeah, I, I do want to try the Alpha Flies, but it's just getting too much money. <laughs> it's just getting a bit getting a bit ridiculous. Yeah, I've got I've I've,
0: I've got I still got two pairs of four percents, which aren't um, which has still got some life left in them. I'm not going to race in them, but I'll keep right. training in them. Yeah, I've got two pairs of Vaporflies which are on the go because I got a pair of size mm-hmm. seven and a halves, which I bought for racing, and then I just thought, you know what, size eights are going to fit me better, so <laughs> I bought a pair of size eights to check. Right. Um, and they, they are they are a bit better, but the seven and a halfs are still fine. Um, and then I got two brand new pairs still in the box under the bed.
1: You've got six um, pairs of vapor flies.
0: So I think if uh, if if I even if I even attempt to buy, I've I've got a, I've got a Nike, I've got a twenty percent discount code hanging around, um, which I can mm. just use on anything at any time I want. But I think I might be in serious trouble if I uh, if I buy a pair of uh, Alpha flies when they come out. <laughs> um, oh, when uh, so at at the start of do you remember at the start of lockdown when there was um like shortages of. Uh, like some stuff
2: yeah
0: yeah toilet paper, toilet yeah, paper toilet, I mean, yeah. yeah toilet paper and rice and and i think boris i can't remember if he, i can't remember if he went on tv or if he did a, a tweet or something so- something just in, just saying to people look there's enough for everyone as long as you don't hoard uh, <laughs> <laughs> And i just lined up i lined up six pairs of vapor flies <laughs> <laughs> I was like is this what Boris is talking about we've not there's enough for everyone if you don't hoard
1: <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, yeah I, issue it paper. doesn't
0: matter if I want to try any or not I, I will not I'll be in serious trouble if I spend any more money on uh, more yeah. Money issues
1: yeah <laughs> oh, yeah um, yeah so I'm just waiting for socony to uh, send me yeah. uh, send me a repair. <laughs> yeah sounds good
0: yeah and hugo you've missed the boat i'm afraid unless uh unless this comeback that we keep uh encouraging you towards happens
2: i'm sorry i didn't get that
0: you you've missed the boat so i was asking callum which uh which, which shoes he wants to try saying your your time's been and gone
2: yeah 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 exactly so for me it doesn't really matter anymore you know i um i mean Until... i'm just here in kenya and i'm training and who knows maybe when i'm when i'm 50 years old and i'm Trying to attack uh, the Dutch uh, record for fifty. What, what
0: size shoe are you? you Sorry. What size shoe are you? What size? Yeah.
2: Um, six and a half UK. Pretty small shoes, like thirty nine forty.
0: Yeah, I'd say if if you were seven and a half or eight, then uh, yeah, I'd have uh, I'd have sorted you out if you, <laughs> for 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 your for your Dutch fifty record attempt. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. Well, so yeah, for for me, it would be interesting just more from um. Kind of an exp- as an experiment to see, you know, to do a session with my regular Adidas uh, shoe and, and then using the new type of shoe, whether it's the Nike Vaporfly or it's the new Brooks or the new Saucony, it doesn't really matter because I, I think and I hope definitely that within one or two years all brands have caught up and then there are no more big differences between shoes, mm-hmm. maybe tiny differences like they used to be, but not big ones. So, um, yeah, I, at some point, I will have to move to other shoes, of course, because you probably just can't get the other shoes anymore. But, um, yeah, of course, yeah,
0: like so, me, so, yeah. Sorry, so I was going to say, I, my my hope is the same as your hope, that, again, the differences between shoes just comes down to pre- like they're, they're all so similar that it then comes down to preference rather than which one is actually better than the others. Um, but my, my experience, although I've only run in Nike, with carbon fiber shoes nike with carbon fiber shoes I, i'm not convinced it's going to be as simple as that because the I, i've also tried their their sort of their their cheaper version which has a carbon fiber plate i think it's just it's yeah. just called the fly uh, is it called yeah. the fly rather than vapor fly and, and it, it's, it's yeah. utter rubbish <laughs> like i mean it, you know for, for me it, maybe other people get on with it and like it but for me it's just Simply sticking a carbon fiber plate in a shoe, I don't think gets the job done. There's, there's something much more to it than that. But don't so, yeah, you think I, I, it's, I don't, I don't it's know. pretty
2: for companies to find out how they can, you know? Well, I,
0: pre- I presume so, but it depends. If they, if they manage to come up with something that's the same as the Vaporfly, great. But if they come up with something that's the same as the Fly, then, yeah, I mean, at least in my experience, it's vastly, vastly different. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know whether it's as simple as ripping it apart and and finding which bits you can copy. Yeah, no, it it
2: must be a bit harder. Got legal than that.
0: patents on this and that and.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Well, the future will show us. Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah, for sure, for sure.
2: Yeah.
0: Right. Well, thank you very much. Let's uh, let's call it a day there. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Conversations About Running with the Kenya Experience team. We'll be back shortly, but in the meantime, if you want to hear more from us, please visit our social media feeds on the underscore Kenya underscore experience. Uh, you'll find us on Instagram posting about our camps as well as other running related activities. You can also have a look at Callum and Hugo's uh, individual pages. Uh, search uh, for Callum Jones, he's runner.cal uh, on Instagram and Hugo Vandenbroek should be pretty straightforward to find. That's Hugo H-U-G-O V-A-N van D-E-N van Ben Brook B-R-O-E-K. Thank you very much and we look forward to joining you again shortly.